It's time for Lake Hits Happenings on Lake Hits 95, a Lake City public service program brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services. Here's Bruce Carlstrom. Good morning, everyone. Welcome once again to Lake Hits Happenings to you each and every Friday morning at this time. And our guest today is Lake City Mayor Mark Nichols back with us. He's here about once a month. And Mayor, let's get right into it because there was an exciting planning commission meeting the other night. Yes, well, good morning, Bruce. Yes, there was. A developer is interested in building housing in Lake City, uh, approximately uh, 91 units total. And he asked, the development group asked for an increase in density on a lot adjacent to the Jewel. This is the adjacent to the Jewel. It was originally part of the Jewel. And I think we could describe it as close to the Hickory Mansions or across the street from Hickory Mansions. That's the yellow buildings on the Jewel on yes, Hidden Meadow Lane. Yep, you're correct. It's, it's what technically is called an outlot. And so an outlot, in this case, had its own, I'm going to get a little technical, plan unit development, a PUD. And that means that it has its own zoning. And the zoning right now allows for 70, I believe it's 71 units. And, and he wants to add another 17 or 18 units. And the controversy, as I understand, is that it had to do with perhaps the number of units, but more the height of the building and the other building that would be going on around it and perhaps parking issues. Yes, there, there were a number of concerns and there was a big turnout from the neighborhood. The Planning Commission did deny his request and that request uh, was for a density increase. That vote was five to two. That's an advisory vote that'll go to the council if the developer so chooses. We have, at the council haven't seen the actual proposal. So I attended the meeting, listened, took notes, and uh, but back to your original question, they're concerned about the height because with the roof, the apex, the peak of the roof is, boy, it's up there around close, let's say high 50s, maybe 60 feet, and that's, that's up in the five to six stories with the roof. And that is beyond what was originally planned for that site? That's correct. That's so correct. that, you know, if I were somebody that moved into that neighborhood and knew that that was possible across the street from me, one could say, well, I knew it was coming, but this is different. Correct. And yes. so it's it's probably a good thing that we do have open forums and we have people who can come forward and state their case and let, in this case, the Planning Commission listen to it. And they made a decision. Now, could the developer choose to follow those original guidelines and do what he proposes, uh, build it smaller, build it with less height. Uh, he could perhaps do that. Would he have to come back to the Planning Commission still at that point? Yes, he would. There's quite the process when you're working on a PUD, a plan unit development. So we'll see where this goes. Uh, both sides of the equation, the developer and the neighbors, were very respectful. There wasn't any repeating of concerns. So I was just I was just impressed at the flow. Uh, the, the chairman of the Planning Commission, Tom Rasmussen, ran the meeting well, and our staff, of course, were well prepared. So we'll see where this goes. I heard this comment quite often, and that was, we do see a need for housing. We like the project, but not in this location. 
and many comments were that there's other locations available close by. So we'll see where this goes. We want to be fair and objective. And um, again, though, I, the process worked. Well, that sounds good. Well, we'll wait for an update on that, mm-hmm. and we'll yes. have you back next month, and we'll see what's happened between now and then. Yes. The thing that I read in the Lake City Graphic, great newspaper, by the way, they always do a good job. They used the term trifecta of joy, and they were describing some things that have been going on in Lake City, and you and I have talked about a few other things. Why don't you take off and tell us about the trifecta of joy? (laughs) Well, that was, uh, I think that was your comment. (laughs) I like it. But it's interesting. Uh, First of all, we had a group of citizens get together in that, I'm going to say in that 30s and 40s, 40s age group, uh, just wonderful group of citizens that that are planning a fall festival every weekend in October. And our parks are full and vibrant. I can't wait till Halloween where, where citizens have bought tombstones and they painted them up themselves. I can't wait to read what people have come up with. So that'll be fun. But that's just, uh, I drove by Patton Park and it's been packed. I wouldn't say packed, but there's always people there. Uh, playing. It's a, it's basically a, a children's uh, park right now with a fall motif. And then the second thing is um, um, we're seeing citizen support of, of Hoxala from a, from a perspective of signage where they fund it themselves. Uh, you know, over time, these outdoor signs get beat up and these citizens got together and replaced the signage. And then uh, a number of citizens just donated. I can't remember the number, but I it was a substantial number of trees with a substantial amount of money. So, you know, like you said, trifecta of joy, things are really happening in this community. We're, we're getting things done. Well, and we know that with the number of ash trees that we've had in our community, as any community around us, they have had to be taken down, and that's a continual process, but we need to replace them. So these people came forward, and uh, they provided uh, trees for the city. So the city does not have to worry about that additional amount, although you're dumping a lot of dollars into tree yes. replacement anyway, but this really helps. The splash pad, I was over to that mm-hmm. in the Huda Park. What a what a cool thing. Yes. And uh, if you get over there, you can take a look. You can see the donors. We talk about community involvement put together with the generosity of corporations within mm-hmm. the community yes. and the, the community itself. And you'll see that people were able to contribute dollars for their name on a brick and yes uh, my good wife liz and i were just thrilled to be a part of that and it's kind of fun we'll be able to take our granddaughter by the hand and take her down there and say grandpa and grandma participated in this go (laughs) and have fun in the splash pad so that's that's another thing you know we have some beautiful banners around the community yes and those dollars came from citizen group uh both metal banners similar to red wing uh and cloth banners and that that just uh, again that's just uh, it's joyful and finally, if, if, if we have time, I'd like to mention our STAMP initiative. Well, let's do it. <laughs> well, the, the federal government, I think all of your listeners are aware of this, that the federal government will issue unique stamps. They're commemorative stamps. And these are postage stamps. Correct. Postage stamps. Good point. Just regular mail postage stamps. And we applied for a postage stamp, and we hope to get approval from the federal government to celebrate the birthplace of water skiing, which would be 100 years in 2022. So this stamp process, it's extremely competitive. So you put together a proposal, you send it out to Washington, D.C., and you hear back in three to six months, as I mentioned, very competitive. We have Senator Klobuchar headlining this, 
And we have Tina Smith involved, Senator Smith. We have uh, Angie Craig, our representative, Barb Haley, our representative from Red Wing. I'm waiting to hear back from Senator Goggin, but I know he will be supportive of this. So here's the deal. According to Senator Klobuchar, now this was just a couple weeks ago, that we're the only city in Minnesota that has applied for a commemorative stamp. So in this extremely competitive process, we've got a chance. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. I want to walk into the post office in 2022 and say, I want the Lake City commemorative postage stamps. Yeah. And I want to be able to save one as a uh, memento, and then I'll use the rest for putting on you, my envelopes. You and that. bet. That would be really cool. You know, we talked about parks and we talked about Hoaxala. There is something cool going on uh, involving hearth and home technologies. Yes. Well, we all know Hearth and Home, wonderful employer, a big contributor. I mean, they donate to all of our projects. Uh, we're fortunate to have them in town. But they're working on a cool, I haven't seen them yet, fireplace system for our new Ohuda Park, which will be opening up this fall. And it's my understanding the planning department will be figuring out how to get citizen input as to these different designs and so it'll be an outdoor fireplace, so I assume that's gas-operated. I'm excited about that. I just I was in a meeting this morning, and I just heard this news, and the whole group was fired up. So I think I introduced that saying it was Hoaxala Park, but this is actually Ohuda Park, yes, Ohuda. which has gone through some major uh, renovation. It is really shaping up to be nice, and, and you're, you're really getting to the end of that now. Most of yes. the landscaping is in, so that would be a great addition, and we mm -hmm. want to thank Hearth and Home Technologies for doing all that they do in the community, and we'll look forward to see what happens at Ahuda Park with a fireplace from the largest fireplace manufacturer in the world right here in Lake City. Yes. Mark, thanks for being here, and thank you for listening to Lake Hits Happenings. Thank you for joining Lake Hits Happenings, brought to you by Bruce Carlstrom Estate and Trust Services on Lake Hits 95.